You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwin. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. All right, Ez, I got another question for you. Yeah. Okay, so we just did a episode one Patreon episode where we talked about episode one, and I think it's time to up the count a little bit because we forgot. Anakin also kills an entire battle station full of people. He does. He does. Yeah. Yeah. How many younglings were there? Well, see, my, my question is, does the fact that he, I thought about this after we had that conversation, he also is a youngling, right? So yeah. maybe... That I mean, maybe it doesn't count against him because he was a youngling killing, mm-hmm. I mean, mostly adults. But you asked the question, like, were there younglings on board that vessel? And I, I don't know. I, I mean, forty-one, right? Forty-two. <laughs> how how many, dude? How many? That's it's it's funny that you. I actually didn't expect it to come up in the conversation. For our our journey through Star Wars Episode <laughs> One, and somehow it made it in there, it's it's crazy. I was I was oh just wait till we get to Episode Two. Oh there's yeah, definitely some younglings killed in Episode Two. Yes, there were. Oh my gosh, and I'm sure he kills more younglings in Episode Four. And the women so. and the children too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, we'll, we'll continue. It's actually taken off in the Facebook group. By the way, we have people mm-hmm. in. The Hyperspace Hangout um, Facebook group, which if you're not there yet, you're missing out on a whole bunch of really cool memes and, and some, some pretty funny stuff. We've got trivia going on. we got some crazy stuff there. But someone posted a picture of Anakin in The Clone Wars talking to Ahsoka, and she says something like, you know, what would, would you rather be training the, the younglings? And he was like, no, I'd probably kill him. 
<laughs> like what? Oh, it was just it was funny. It was uh, it was hysterical. So, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Anyways, all right, friends. Well, hey, we actually uh, shout out here to to Adam Dyson and a couple other uh, folks on on Twitter who encouraged us to bring uh, kind of talk about some of the Star Wars news. So we've added a segment here at the top of the show called the Relay Station, and uh, I'm excited about it. So it is not the Hollow Net, and some people might wonder why it's not the Hollow Net, Matt. And uh, we are out on the the Outcast, my friend. So we are way. We, I won't even disclose which region of the galaxy we're in. All right, that's how much probably I'm, an un, probably somewhat of an unknown. region. It might be an unknown region, yes. But I am so worried about Imperial. Slash just uh, well, I don't know, first order imperial whatever, you know, uh, uh, trouble that I I I won't disclose it. So we are near. We have patched into a relay station, and mm-hmm. we end up getting the news eh, not as instantaneously as as the hollow net. And I think that's that's sort of the nature uh, of of this. So I thought it'd be kind of funny to call it the relay station just because mm-hmm. you know it's a little bit delayed, my friend, but. That's okay. You know, hey, I I, I had some hyperspace uh, issues, some ship issues yeah. last week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's what kind of kept me out. So uh, thank you so much to uh, Lindsay for filling in for me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, that was fantastic. She's she was super jelly. She wanted to she wanted to talk with you. So we're gonna have to. I told her, I told her she could come back on, and uh, you know maybe I'll I'll sh- I'll shut my ship down. Yeah, actually. Give it a month or two, and 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 I'll, and I'll be I'm sure. back in the garage. I'm sure it will. All right. <laughs> so, but anyways, yeah. Thanks to Lindsay. So, um, we had a really good conversation just about um, uh, fallen um, fallen Jedi or the Jedi Fallen Order. Excuse me. I always say it backwards. Mm-hmm. And uh, the game that's coming out, which I I really, I've had a lot. We had a lot of people talking in the Facebook group uh, excited about that game. And yeah, I think it looks really good. Yeah. Uh, I think to me it reminds me a lot of the Force Unleashed. That's like immediately what I see when I saw it, and the Force Unleashed was was pretty good. Uh, I I I really liked the first one. Uh, it was kind of short. I, the second one was not very good. I mean, it was okay. It wasn't bad. Yeah. I mean, it's, it wasn't it wasn't awful, uh, but it, it wasn't like great or anything. So this one looks pretty good. I I even I mean, I think honestly, I don't know why I was slightly more more excited for Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> um, I mean, the Lego Star Wars game is great. I mean, oh, yeah. Lego Star Wars, you, Lego Star Wars, like you could probably make the, it's certainly a top ten Star Wars game. Uh, you know, so I'm I'm ex- I'm excited for that. This uh, this other one, I mean, it's gonna be good. I'm you know I'm I'm excited for it. It just yeah. it reminds me a lot of Force Unleashed, which is okay game. Yeah, which it, yeah, actually at one point that was one of your the first one was like one of your favorite games, right? It was can it's canon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you often talked a lot about. Oh, that. I do like that it's canon. Yeah, absolutely. I've yeah, I really like I really like the first. One. The second one is just kind of I don't know. The story's kind of boring. It's but you basically play the same levels you played in the first one and the biggest issue with the first game was that it was really short and the second game's even shorter. So Oh, okay. I think I think for a lot of people, you know, at, when you're spending $60 on a video game and your your story is about 3 hours, it's like, uh, you know. Mhm. Yeah. So I, I've heard that Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is going to be long, a longer game, right? I mean, it seems like it's yeah, it probably it probably will be. Okay, okay. So that's good. I mean, it's so it's it's probably, a, it's probably in the it's probably closer to the uh, just by looking at it, it's probably closer to the twelve to twenty hour range, which is awesome. Yeah. Or if there's like a reason to go back and replay it. So yes, which actually they did talk about that. Um, Stig from from Respawn was kind of talking about 
the idea that you would want to go back and I don't know if it's site you can do more in the game mm-hmm. with the powers that you gain and all that kind of stuff. So right, there's probably like a new game plus mode. So once you beat it, you can go back through and play with all of your your other power ups and stuff like that. Okay, awesome, cool, cool. I'm looking forward to it. So that'll be in uh, November. We'll we'll definitely be hanging out on on Discord and uh, and playing the game. I just you know I can't, I can't wait. So. Okay, now in the relay station here, so a couple things I just I pulled some uh, just some articles, some different. I just type in Star Wars news to see what we get. You know what I mean? Uh, we're patched in here, and then we're kind of at the mercy of whatever gets relayed out here to the outer rim. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I thought was interesting, and I put this in the in the doc for you there, Matt. Um, Carrie Russell is talking in ET, uh, just talking about the script when she first saw the script and when she read. The Rise of Skywalker, it brought tears to her eyes. And for me, the only reason I bring this up is because it's encouraging. Like, I've heard Mm -hmm. multiple, you know, uh, celebrities and different people who were either on the set that J.J. was friends with that he brought in, or some of the um, actors have come out and and said that it's emotional. It's an emotional movie. They're they're crying. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean... They're not the same tears that we had in the Last Jedi, okay? Right? I mean, right. that's good. <laughs> that's a good sign, right? Like what did like like what did you do to Star Wars? Right. Tears? Yeah, <laughs> just I'm kidding. Actually, I'm a huge uh, Matt knows this. I'm a huge Last Jedi fan, but uh, that's okay. Hey, you're, yeah. you're entitled to I'm that. Allowed to, right? I mean, I mean, you're wrong, but yeah, no, I'm just <laughs> but yeah, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, we we have we have our back and forth on that. I I, I love I love going back and forth with Matt on. On the last Jedi, but it just is. It's encouraging to hear how emotional it's going to be. Um, we've heard Adam Driver talk about the idea that from the get go, he was told sort of some of the end game here and how he should behave in the first two installments because of what's coming. And and you know, Matt, mm-hmm. you said you're a believer in Ben Demption that he may absolutely uh, be redeemed, and so there might be little. He will be hundred percent. Yeah. So so there you go. Uh, so, so it's, it's cool. I, I think there's gotta be some, you know, I, I don't know why Carrie Russell would be crying, why her character would, or why maybe, is it just, a, I mean, she was emotional because of what the other characters were going through, you know, cause I didn't quite understand what her, um, her character's name is, is, uh, Zori Bliss. And, you know, so she's what looks like a bounty hunter. Maybe. I, I don't know mm-hmm. if she's a, she's got a really cool helmet. She looks just... I mean, um, she she actually calls her own character the the look of it just badass, and it is. So if you get a chance to look at the um, some of the photos that have been out there of, of Zori Bliss, it's it's going to be epic. I I mean, I mean I'm hoping she's Ray's mother. You know that's where I am, but uh, I don't <laughs> probably not going to happen. So, anyways, just encouraging, um, and, and I hope we get more. I mean, we're are we going to get another trailer? Do you think? Matt coming out oh, here? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, 100, 100% we will get into this. And then we'll get TV spots. I mean, it's yeah. just don't – yeah, don't worry. There will, there will be another full trailer. Comic-Con isn't, hasn't even happened yet, so that's probably – stay tuned for that. Yeah. That's probably where the next trailer – that'll probably be the next the next big trailer or – Or was it D23? Isn't that a big thing as well they, where they – Right, or when The Mandalorian comes out mm-hmm. – uh, you know, there's there's plenty of opportunities. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, one more thing here. Oh, actually, maybe two things. I don't really have a lot on Galaxy's Edge. I'll talk about Galaxy Galaxy's Edge for a second. Um, it's it's packed. 
It seems sweaty. It seems like there's a lot going on. Um, I think there's a lot of really cool Instagram and um, like yes. YouTube videos yes. of like little kids and how well that the you know that the people there are with the with the little kids. There's a really funny one of uh, these stormtroopers and like a first uh, first order uh, guy walking up and this little uh, little girls like you guys are bad. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. There's no fooling this one. You know, it's just it's just cool. It's just great. That's that's what we want to see. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, it is. And I I don't know. It's it's I've been watching some people come out and talking about how well they did piloting the Falcon. You know what what it's just like being around some of the I don't know if they're I don't know if they're five oh four their their employees there. Right. But they they're they're all dressed right. up. You've got um, Kylo Ren walking around being kind of a kind of a jerk to people. And, and but yet being force pushed back by a little four-year-old girl which is which is cool so mm-hmm. yeah just some some neat stuff there i'm i don't know maybe when celebration next year i was thinking uh we'll be close and and maybe we could swing down and you and i could go check it out it's it's going to be packed for for mm-hmm. it's going to be packed i mean for years to come but uh i think june 24th is when the whole reservation thing kind of you know ends you don't have to go to starwars.com anymore you can kind of just um, it'll be kind of show a, up. Yeah. Just show up to be kind of a free for all. So yeah. All right. So there's that. Um, one more thing here. I always love talking about Mark Hamill. Just, I mean, you asked the question, uh, if, if I could meet, uh, you gave me two individual, two choices before the show. You said, uh, if I could either meet Mark Hamill or George Lucas, who would I meet? And it's, it's easy. It's easy. It's, it's Mark Hamill. I, w- I would. Wow. Yeah. Not I, what I not what I would go with. I know. I know. And, and I mean, I mean, George would be number two. I mean, he would be the second person I would want to meet. But like, I've always wanted to meet Mark Hamill. And um, yeah, I've, I've seen him. I've passed by. I've said hi to him at Celebration. And he's said hi back. And so that's kind of a meet. Uh, he's retweeted me here and there. By the way, just re- I, I was thinking about this the other day on, on Twitter when I, I had tweeted at him going into The Last Jedi about his kids and I was asking if Chelsea, you know, was like ready to become the next Skywalker or whatever. And he like liked it and, re- and like retweeted it. And lo and behold, his kids are in the movie. Um, so that was kind of cool. Anyways. So pretty much you, you, I called you it. set that up. I called it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you set that yeah, up. But yeah. Basically, Ryan, yeah. Ryan Johnson was kind of like, you know what? That's a, that's a pretty good idea. That's a pretty good idea. Let's see if we can get him in there. Uh, no. So you're the reason that. Right. Episode is. <laughs> Don't finish that. Don't finish that. That line. Um, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. So Mark Hamill, um, he's talking about the rise of Skywalker. You know, I can't blame the guy. He's been he's been a little put off, I think, by just that, that we didn't get the reunions that he wanted, and it's it wasn't the Luke Skywalker that he knew, but he committed to Ryan Johnson's vision of Luke Skywalker, and he comes back and he really just kind of talks about that. Yeah, he gets his curtain call. He comes back for a, a very what seems like a much more limited role than what folks were hoping for. I think people were kind of hoping that Luke was going to come back and be, I'm sure he'll have really significant lines, but that he's, he's just not, not a lot of screen time, which I think realistically that makes, that makes sense. Everyone just, the, the letdown from him being, I don't know, the, the way the things went in last year, I, even though I liked it, I, I know that a lot of people wanted to see a different Luke Skywalker. They wanted to see master Skywalker and they wouldn't see that's him, what I wanted. Yeah, at his prime, kind of what we see in Legends and stuff. And so I understand that. Um, and there, people are hopeful that in nine, we're going to get some of that. We're going to see more of, of him um, as a force ghost. 
and we are, but it's just not going to be to I think the level or the, the the degree that we that we thought. So, yeah. So he says he gets his curtain call, and um, it's good, it's satisfying, and he pieces out. And he really says, I mean, he really downplays it to the point where he's sort of like, it's it's just me. And the only reason I the only reason that they're bringing me back is because the whole force ghost thing. And he really seems to kind of downplay this. His his role in it big time like he's just coming back for a quick little I'll see you around kid type of thing and and out he goes so yeah I don't know anyways all right so there's just a quick little uh, some some information from the relay station things we picked up if you guys have articles things you want us to discuss uh, send those to us and and I'd be glad to kind of talk about them or or give you our thoughts or commentary just on some of the Star Wars news that's happening we will continue to speculate on the Mandalorian and the rise of Skywalker. And all of that as as it uh, as it comes out and as we get more news. So, okay, let's see. We have a boy. We got a big show. Let's let's see what Emily has in store for us uh, today. Incoming transmission. In today's episode, we are discussing Matt's worst Star Wars video game. Which that's just a that's a mm-hmm. that's a guilty pleasure on my part. I want I want to hear some of that conversation. The mm-hmm. <laughs> the Facebook group we've it's blowing up. It's huge. We've we've had a great response to it. And we've got some really good comments and stuff that we want to read from there. We've got uh, Darren Cast's origin story, conversation on Force Ghosts, Force Projections. We've got a big theory there from Phil Seidel. And we've got a conversation on the Mandalorian TV show, possibly an Ezra Bridger connection. I've been talking about it for a couple weeks, and I'm ready to get some of my thoughts out there, if that's okay, Matt. I just, I'm, I'm, Mm -hmm. I, I sometimes forget that the Mandalorian's coming out, and... I'm like, holy crap, that TV show will be here before the rise of Skywalker, you know? So mm-hmm. we can't we can't forget it. But um, let's let's dive into something. Because last week we talked about um, the new video game that's coming out, and, and you're kind of a video game expert. Mm-hmm. What is, and this is just, I, we were doing a Patreon episode, just full disclosure right. here. Right. So, yeah, so it, it all stemmed from we were t- we were talking about in our in our most recent patron episode, we were discussing the greatest Star Wars movie of all time, uh, Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and I was talking about how it's really weird that for s- somehow Star Wars Episode One has two different video games for it. So, you know, a lot of times, especially in that those early 2000s, you know, late 90s you would have games appear on different video game systems, and sometimes they would be slightly different, or they'd be a different version. For example, Star Wars Episode Three came out on the Xbox and PlayStation 2, and then there was like a Game Boy Advance version, mm-hmm. because the Game Boy Advance is a handheld, so obviously it's not going to be the same game. Yeah, You see that a lot with handheld games, is there'll be like a different version, or um, Star Wars The Force Unleashed, for the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 had a few different levels than the version on the Nintendo Wii because the Nintendo used, Wii used kind of motion controls, and so there are some differences. But it's mostly the same game. Right. But we were talking about how Episode One for some reason, has two different video games. You have the Star Wars Jedi Power Battles, which came out on the PlayStation 1 and the uh, Sega Dreamcast. And there is also a Game Boy Advance version of it. And the Game Boy Advance version is actually pretty cool for what it is. Um, but then there is also Star Wars Episode 1. And you have Jedi Power Battles, which is amazing, and Episode 1, which is an absolute piece of trash. 
and <laughs> so we started talking and so we we're talking about i was like and so i said all right i'm gonna i was just after we had finished up recording that i was like i'm just gonna go on list and see what are like people saying is the best video game because we had done an old episode on my video game channel box trick we did it about last year or the uh-huh. year before yeah uh on may the 4th we just talked about some of our favorites and then I started scrolling through these lists, and, and some of these people had some of these games ranked so much higher than I felt like, and I know they just do not deserve. <laughs> and so as was like, so what is the worst? And I said, without question, there is only one answer to this, and it is Star Wars Flight of the Falcon for the Game Boy Advance. Anybody who ever has anything rated above that in any way, shape, or form is absolutely wrong. Yeah. There's just it – is, it is so – I mean, Star Wars Masters of Terrace Kasi uh-huh. – for the PlayStation 1 is like a fighting game. I think you've seen me play it. Yes, yes. Yep. They reference it in Solo. I was losing my mind. I was like, are you kidding me? Uh, like, yeah. There's a, Matt, a Terrace Kasi reference in, in in Solo, which is this fighting store, fighting uh, thing, yeah. uh, style. But so I said, there's just no way. So Star Wars Flight of the Falcon, if you are unfamiliar with this, was a game. What's the... Um, it, isometric shooter is is i guess the term you would use it or a on rails shooter think of games like afterburner star fox games where think of like a jet game as mm-hmm. yeah where you you see like you're looking on the screen at the jet and you see it like firing and you're flying forward you're always flying forward kind of like in a way um like time crisis you know or House of the Dead and the arcade games, you okay. know, the games where you get yeah. the guns and you shoot stuff. Except yes. in this time, in, so, in a lot of jet games, or uh, you'll see like the, the plane, right? And you're, but you're still going forward. It's not like a horizontal or vertical shooter where your plane is like a tiny, small thing and you're looking at it in a, above you. So you're sitting behind your, your ship here. Yeah. Right. So that's all, that's all well and good. I mean, okay, that's, that, that seems fine. Think of like um, Rogue Squadron, right? Except mm-hmm. you're on a rail. So you're just going straight forward. Yeah. So, okay, like there's tons of games like that. But the issue with this is during the lifespan of the Game Boy Advance, uh, if you think back to the, the cool Game Boy Advance, there's a lot of great games on it. Developers thought it would be really interesting to try and make 3D games for the Game Boy Advance. Uh, and obviously it is a system that is nowhere close to being powerful enough to run 3D games. So... Um, have you ever played Mortal Kombat? Yeah. Des? Yes. Okay. So like the old school Mortal Kombat, like on the Sega Genesis and yep. the Super Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you know how like Mortal Kombat uses graphics? The graphics of Mortal Kombat, they're clearly people. They're not sprites, right? So like yeah. sprite, like think Mario, how it's like cartoony. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, they're people. They were, they were motion captured and then they digitize them into the game. And so that's why it gives you that art style. Um which is cool. So right. games a lot of times will use like 3D kind of imagery and that's what they kind of decided to do. That's the art style they tried to do in this version, Star Wars Flight of the Falcon. And the biggest issue with it is for one, you're doing this isometric view. You have the digitized kind of Falcon and you're trying to you're trying to make a game that is running on system that is just nowhere close to being powerful enough to run the game you're trying to run yeah so bad 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 so far 
The other issue is that you're playing on the Game Boy Advance, which has a 2.5-inch screen. So now you have this large sprite of the Millennium Falcon, and you're flying in this direction. So it makes any enemy that comes towards you incredibly difficult to see. Yeah. And so you're just shooting down TIE Fighters. And that's like the game. That's all you do is you just you just fly you just fly and you shoot Tie Fighters. So there's like no story to it. There's bad graphics. It chugs along at a frame rate of about twelve, uh, you know, twelve <laughs> frames a second. And the music is in- entirely repetitive. It's just bad. They're just like, hey, like let's just throw a Star Wars license onto this game and yeah, yeah. Here you go. Yeah. Go spend money on it. I think I figured out what the clip art might be for this for this episode. And I, if you look, <laughs> if, if you if you look in the doc, I put a, I, I went and found a picture of. I think they're flying in here to. Gosh, I'm guessing that's the Death Star. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And if you just go into the doc and look, um, it, it's 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 unreal. I mean, I see exactly what you're saying. I can't see squat. I have no idea yeah. where the Falcon is. I can kind of see it. Uh, but mm-hmm. y- I don't know what. Yeah, we're I mean, listen, at. just just okay. Just listen to some of these reviews from like IGN and Gamespot back in the day. Um, frustrating, frustrating control, chuggy animation, and levels that go on far too long. The missions are dreadfully too long and feature very little change in gameplay, regardless of the settings and craft to control. Uh, another person, the fact that the levels seem to drag on forever. You know, I mean, it's just yeah. Yeah, I mean it's got like two point three. I mean it's just it's just so, bad. Yeah. It's just it's just bad. So if anyone can find a game that's worse, that's the challenge. There is no game. There that's is worse. no game. That's the problem. But I want I want to see if someone can you know because it's bad. I mean well, go okay, look at the images. So some it's of the bad. some some games that are notoriously bad, notoriously bad Star Wars video games. So Star Wars Masters of Terrace Kasi is considered pretty bad. Um, I think it's okay when you kind of consider when it came out. It's a it's a think tekken but star wars yeah yes um i mean the controls aren't great and you the biggest issue is character balance because i mean luke skywalker has a lightsaber and uh, you know chewbacca is you know chewbacca has just got his blaster but you know he's they're also doing punch and kicks and, and so the range there's just some characters that are just so much better than everyone else that you pretty much have to play as luke skywalker but the coolest thing about that game is you beat the game and you unlock Darth Vader. You beat the game. There's like a challenge mode, and if you beat the challenge mode, you get to play as Mara Jade. Yes, right. And so that was the game that I played back in the day that introduced me to Mara Jade, and I was like, "Who is this? And why does she have a purple lightsaber?" Right. Yeah. Yep. I get you there. That that it's it's just sort of uh, not really the gameplay or whatever. It's just that there's it's this character, right? New a new character that's really cool, and we want we want to know more about. Yeah. I, I see. Ya. Huh? Are there other? I mean, besides that one, like what would you, what's your, what's your, um, a three? lot of people? A lot of people say a lot of people say Star Wars Connect is really bad. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's bad. I just don't think it's very. I mean, it's not a bad game. It's just kind of a cash grab, I think, and I think that that rubs people a lot the wrong way because uh, it's a Connect video game. You know, that came out on the Xbox 360. The kind of it's like. Yeah, but there were like there were a lot of weird motion control games like, OK, you're going to use a lightsaber and stuff. But the one everyone kind of played and enjoyed was there was a just dance type uh, thing. Really? I don't know if you've ever seen that. Oh, my God. You have to you have to look it up. 
What? <laughs> you have to. You have to. Look What's it this called? Up, What's man? it called? Star Wars Connect. Look up the dancing, the Star Wars dancing things. They take songs, so they take like actual songs, and replace them with Star Wars lyrics. You're kidding me. I am not kidding oh, you, man. You have gosh. you have to look you have to look this up. I'm looking at it now. This is okay. So this is connect Star Wars. IGN says connect Star Wars is the worst, and I think it's just because people are like, "What did you just do to Star Wars?" Because they didn't even attempt right to make like a cool game. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. It uh it takes songs like "Ain't No Holla Bat Girl" and replaces it with "Hologram Girl." Uh, songs like YMCA and calls it Empire Today. Wow. Yeah. That that's unreal. That is unreal. I mean, you you have to you have you we're going to have to check play. this out, man. Yeah. I'm down. The the only thing that's redeeming about it is that they released a special Xbox 360 when it came out that you had to buy as like a bundle. And you it's a it's a R2D2 uh, themed Xbox 360, and it came with a C3PO themed controller, and those are really sought after by video game collectors. There, that's super cool. The the Xbox, the R2D2 Xbox 360, and the C3PO controller are actually super super cool, and that's the only redeeming part kind of about about that game. Okay, huh? Interesting, man, dude. I love hearing you talk about video games. Like it's just like like the like especially Star Wars video games because. There's so many of those that I just either missed or I don't I don't know. It's um that's that's interesting. Really cool stuff. So are are you down to yeah, do there's like a, a there's a there's a solo there's a what was the solo song they did? There was a the, I'm Han Solo, but it was I wonder I'm trying to think of what the uh what the actual song was that they were that they were making fun of. Riding solo? Riding solo? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm riding solo. I don't know. I don't know. Huh. I'm unfamiliar with the original song, but wow. I'm Han. Yeah, you need to you need to check it out. Okay. Do yourself do yourself a favor, check it out. Okay, all right, I will. I will do that. Um, wow, what we're gonna have to do? We'll probably have to get together now and make a uh, you know top five worst or top ten. Can you do top ten worst? You know, Star Wars video worst games. Star Wars it's games? terrible Box. that we're even saying Absolutely. that because there are people out there who are like, "There's no Star Wars game uh, that's bad," but eh. no, there definitely are, <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah. I'll tell you this: it's it's much more difficult to come up with a best top ten best Star Wars video games than it is to come up with a top ten worst Star Wars video games because the bad of the bad is really bad, yeah. And it's 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 pretty blatant. And then there's so there's so many that are good. It's like oh, I don't know, man. You gotta. It's it's much harder to make a, a best list than it is a worst list. So that's 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 good. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. All right, well, there we go. Uh, I, I wanted to have that conversation because I, I was blown away by, by it after Patreon uh, just, just last night. And so, yeah. Now we're going to have to play Star Wars Connect. I mean, maybe we, maybe we can get some friends. Maybe we can hit up BB-8 Radio. Maybe we can hit up Force yeah. Toast. Maybe we can hit up some of these people, see if they want to have a Star Wars dance-off. Oh, my gosh, yeah. That would be epic. Okay, That's... I'm down. You're down. You let me know. <laughs> Okay, all right. I mean, I hate dancing, but I love video games, so I'd be willing to do it. Okay, all right, good. All right, good, good, good. I'll take somebody one on one here in the in the flight of the, um, fl- flight of the Falcon. Falcon. That, be, yeah, know. that game's awful. I mean, I, I'm looking at it like I'm wondering if I could. I don't think I could make it. I don't think I I would need like my eyesight's already pretty bad. <laughs> this is yeah. Pretty, you know, uh, I, I I don't know. It's just uh, it's. 
go look at the images, guys. It's it's unreal. So it's bad. It's 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 a, it's a, it's terrib- bad. It's a terrible experience. <laughs> just, I mean, it, well, yeah. <laughs> just, it is what it is. Okay. All right. Well, hey, friends, let's move. Let's move on to. Um, we've got some cool stuff in the Facebook group. Again, as I said at the top of the show, if you haven't had a chance to go check out um, the hyperspace. Um, Hangout. Uh, we've we've got sort of a, a Facebook page created, so we have the page where we post updates. We've also got the um, Hyperspace Hangout group, and it's awesome. We've already got like over, I mean, it's hundreds of people in there who have liked it. We've got people mm-hmm. posting in there right now as I'm pulling up the feed, so it's just fantastic. But at the beginning of this week, I I started off. I I left us with a, a thread here, and I asked people just to kind of share their favorite Star Wars memory. And uh, kind of talk about what that what that might be. So I thought we'd just kind of give some shout outs here, Matt, and, and maybe uh, discuss these if that's all right. Go right ahead. Okay, so we've got uh, Matt Hudson here, and he just says the first time that I got to share the vid- the movies with my kids. And you know, I think that's that's what Star Wars is about, right? I mean, it's it, passing it on to um, a younger generation. Like I absolutely love that my niece recently went to the store. She was with my sister. And she saw something in the checkout line, and it was a Darth Vader. Um, oh, what was it? It was sort of like an air was freshener. Like air freshener, or yeah, something? yeah, yeah. That you put in the car, and she calls it Dark Vader. So it's which makes complete mm-hmm. sense. So she walks up to me, and she's like, you know, she's behind her back. She's got something for me. She knows that I like this kind of stuff, and that Dark Vader is something that I would like. And so she made her mommy get it for me, and she wanted to put it in my car, and she thought it was so cool. And uh, she, she loves it. She loves watching Rebels. That's something, I mean, I literally just was watching Rebels one day, and she sat, and what's the next one? She wanted to watch the next one, and the next one, and the next one, because it's a cartoon, and it's cool. It, there's It's action-packed. So it's neat, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, Matt, like um, Matt Hudson here, just sharing the movies with your kids is, is huge. My mom shared these movies with me and changed my mm-hmm. life, man. Changed my life. Mm-hmm. So, Okay. Uh, Adam Parker, I'd say either, let's see, uh, this one particular snow day when my wife and I watched the original trilogy while having some beers or when The Force Awakens came out in theaters and the opening credit scroll came up. Yeah, so, I mean, a snow day where you're watching the original trilogy and just, I mean, chilling back with some beers is is pretty epic. And then I think everyone was super stoked. You know, we we talked about uh, this was this was in the Patreon. We were talking about your R two D two cup, weren't we? And yeah, yeah, and bringing that into the Force Awakens. So, yeah, everyone has I think a, a fond memory of when Star Wars was back. You know, with the sequels. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's pretty cool. So to, and it's good to hear from from Adam Parker and uh, Daniel uh, also mentioned here that he's literally in tears. As as uh, as the movie starts, so I think that was the, that was a lot of us, my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, Erica Barnes watching the original trilogy on VHS with my dad when I was a kid. Uh, we'd pop some popcorn and settle in for a marathon. You know, do you remember um, Matt? What we used to do marathons back in like high school and college? Yeah, dude. We just go. We just we just go to Walmart and get some sheet cake. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> oh man, it, it was over. Some it little was, Caesar's pizza. Yeah, it was over. I actually forgot. Um, Tiffany from Swish and Flick and BB8 Radio often came down to the Newark house, mm-hmm. and she reminded me of yeah. We would get a pizza. We'd always make Brett buy us a pizza. We wouldn't let him in the house mm-hmm. if he wouldn't buy us a pizza. Our, our buddy, yeah, our buddy Brett, yeah. <laughs> so and then we would just we had everybody over and uh, and and we would just. 
it was a marathon, man. We would just run through, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the prequels, the originals. I mean, it was a lot. It was a full day thing. So uh, think about doing a marathon now and just running through. I mean, a journey through Star Wars. Well, now there's now there's so many movies that you couldn't do it in a day. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that there is over twenty four hours. Are you sure of Star Wars? Is footage. there? I think there is. There might be. <laughs> well, I mean, you've got. You might be right. You've got. You've got the six well, ten movies, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're almost at twenty hours yeah, just there. Yeah. I mean, episode three's got to be over two hours. We're gonna have to. We're we're gonna have to give it a go. Have, have you seen the people who um, going into New Year's? I've never done this. Who they start uh, episode four at the perfect time to where. The um the Death Star blows up at midnight. The countdown it like it like hits perfectly. Wow, no. Yeah, it's really cool. So I, I don't know I don't know why I thought of that, but oh I I've seen those things. Yeah, where yeah. They say if you start this if you start this at this time, this is what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, but Erica, that's cool. I mean, I think that's something a lot of us have a good memory of. Just you know, going through the VHS, man. We mm-hmm. that's that's where it's at. I I I uh, I found two of my. The original that I had from the gold pack. I'm still missing the third, and I still believe it's loaned out to Thomas Grossclose. I just want to call him uh, out. I don't know, man. You know, I, uh, back when I, I I may have it actually. Are you kidding me? I may, man. I I because I I have an episode. I have episode no. I have episode way. one on VHS, like in 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 my room at my dad's house. Yeah, yeah. you know, like my old dresser. And then I, then I have another episode. Which what, what episode are you missing? I think it's five. I think it's episode. I five. think that's what I have. Yeah, dude. <laughs> okay. Oh, I holy think... smokes, man. So, I, oh, are you are you serious? Because I've been hounding Tom for I, ages. I do, man. I think I have. I think I have. <laughs> I know I have episode. I know I have episode one, and then I have another movie, but I'm not entirely. I think it's episode five. Jeezy cow, dude. I mean, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's mine, and I loaned you my copy. Okay, oh, here uh, we go. Yeah, I have the yeah. VHS, and <laughs> it's is actually uh, how it go, how it how it is. I I seem I seem to think that yeah, yeah. perhaps you just you just you know gangstered mine, and right. you're saying, oh well, no, I got yeah, right, yeah. That's that is that is how it used to be back in the day, right? It's like you, you loaned right. out your movie, and you know, but and then they loaned it to somebody else, and then you you forget who originally owned it because it's been years mm-hmm. later, so. Uh, so that's hilarious. Well, you're coming over on the fourth, so we're gonna have to figure that out. We'll sort it out. Yeah. So, uh, okay, Susie Milhouse here, uh, another uh, good friend. Uh, my family, my family were major Star Wars nerds growing up, so I watched the originals a lot. I loved the Phantom Menace. There we go, Phantom Menace mm-hmm. fan, and was pumped when I heard we were going to uh, go to the theater to see the new Star Wars movie. Uh, what I thought was. Attack of the Clones turns out to be Star Trek Nemesis. What? I was a little disappointed. My mom said um, it's all the same. What? Whoa. Hold on. First of all, you know how Facebook Hold has... on a second here, though. Let me... I want... Oh, God. Oh, God. Hold on a second here. Okay. <laughs> Star Trek Nemesis is t- probably a better movie than Episode 2. Okay. Wow. Do, I mean, oh my God, I can't believe we're doing this. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying Star Trek is better than Star Wars. No, I know, I know, yeah. But I mean, specifically Star Trek Nemesis is- against Star Wars Episode Two. Yeah, I might have to. I, I, I mean, I can see she wanted to go see Star Wars. I yeah, get it. yeah. But I'm just saying, if you watch those two movies back to back, Nemesis is probably a better movie. I don't know, man. Nemesis left you hanging. You know, I really, I was like, what happened? It was, I know. Uh, Data dies. Yeah. yeah. It just, pff, 
That's crazy. Spoiler. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Sorry. We just. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. Okay. So that's 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 hysterical. Yeah, okay. So in Facebook, it has the little like when a comment is too long, you can do the see more thing. So I hadn't even read that second part to Susie's post. It's mm. like she hid in a Star Trek reference just to throw me off. Uh, mm. Man, people can't do that. You know, my last name is Kirk, so it's like I've been called right. Captain my whole life, and I I just I've been trying. Now we need to do a Twitter poll. Star Star Wars. Attack of the Clones right. or Star Trek Nemesis. Okay. What's a better movie? What's, what's a better movie? Wow. I'm, I would say Nemesis. People are going to come out swinging, man. They're going to come out swinging on this one. That's crazy. That's really... I mean, you're asking folks to defend one of the... I mean, I mean, I'm not saying again. I'm not saying Star. If it were Star Trek versus Star Wars, I'm going to say oh, Star Wars. Absolutely. Every time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love Star Trek as well. Well, so does JJ. I mean, JJ. You know. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, the revamp three, that. you know, the, the three he directed were great. They're yeah. all, they were all great, but specifically just Nemesis versus two. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to go with Nemesis. That's hysterical. Okay, I'll put a poll up and we'll see. We'll see. What you don't think. think so? I don't know. The ending of Attack of Clones, um, like it makes up for it for me. So Dooku, Yoda, the lightsaber sequences at the end. The Obi One. The Obi One. Uh, Jango Fett fight I do think is one of the most underrated fights in yeah that was pretty cool that was pretty it's cool. really cool it's just the it's awkwardness really cool. and w- this is something so next month we're talking about Attack of the Clones right. and our journey through Star Wars and we kind of hinted at it in our uh, Patreon uh, exclusive episode uh, which everyone should go check out by the way really really fun uh, conversation yeah. but yeah we just uh, I mean I don't know it, it uh, there's some awkwardness to it with uh, among the actors and it just didn't feel Right, and it felt it felt like they just right. weren't in. I don't know if it's the writing or, um, you know, sometimes they do. I didn't realize how important, like having actors do, what's it called? Um, those those. Um, oh gosh, the the chemistry test, right? Do, do you have right. good chemistry with each other? That's like a big deal now. So, because mm-hmm. I actually yeah. wondered, you know, does Hayden um, and Natalie did, did, like what what was their? It's a lot better in episode three. Yeah, it is. It, and maybe it, it was just so much getting better used in episode to, three. You know, each other. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to, to all of that. Let's see. Jared, uh, Jared Black here says uh, his favorite memory was going to see Phantom Menace in theaters. My dad was a big Star Wars guy. I remember he wasn't impressed with it, but it was love at first sight for me. Wow. Uh, me too. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the way it is, you know, like like some uh-huh. of those, that other generation, that older generation is coming into it, like, that didn't, you know, seem like the originals or whatever, it just seems so different, but now, you, Matt, have challenged people to say, go back and watch the, when people say, like, ah, Last Jedi just doesn't feel like Star Wars, okay, so what feels more like Star Wars then, and now they're saying the prequels, you know, so give it time, and, yeah. and things just, yeah, pretty interesting, um, Okay, Adrian Dillard here says, so I took my younger sister to see Revenge of the Sith when it came out. It was the first one she had ever saw in the theater, and she agreed to go because I had just moved back home and had no other friends to go with me. She ended up loving it, and we spent the next two days binging the other five movies. Anyway, while we were waiting in this massive line to get in, midnight showing and all, we passed this trio of guys dressed up to the nines as Jedi. For some reason, we found it hilarious and kind of poked fun. Truthfully, we were a bit jealous of their sweet costumes. Well, a year or so later, I ended up going out uh, with this guy um, and on a date 
um, going out with a guy, and on date four or five, he was showing me some photo, some photo albums, and lo and behold, there were photos of wow. he and his two best friends dressed as Jedi's at the midnight showing. Holy cow! Of uh, Revenge of the Sith, it was them. Long story short, Jedi, we're married. yeah, Jedi one and I uh, just celebrated uh, the 10th anniversary of our wedding, in which. What? Jedi two and three were groomsmen. That's crazy. What did they go as Jedi to the wedding? That yeah, it's a great question. That is a was it a, Star, was it a Star Wars wedding? It should have been. It should have been. Oh my gosh, that's cool. That's well, I really hope so cool. because Adrian Dillard is also in our Game of Thrones uh, group, and I really hope it was a Star Wars wedding and not a Game of Thrones wedding because those don't. Oh, well. No, they don't. Yeah, they, don't. Yeah. they really don't. Yeah. So we definitely don't want them to be red or gold or green or anything. Yeah. 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 Not good. Okay. Um, David Lozano, um, let's see, Lozano. Lozano. Lozano, yeah. Um, says, I was around three years old in 1984, and my dad introduced Star Wars to me for the first time with A New Hope on VHS on a wooden panel console TV. Wow. Yeah, those are sweet. Holy. I had one when I was growing up. Yeah. Um... Oh gosh, I can never pronounce the name of the ship. So after the, after, um, oh, how do you pronounce Tant- the name of that ship? Chantive Four. Yeah, it's it's the you know it's the ship that Leia's on, uh, right at mm-hmm. the start. I've never been able. I've, I've butchered it every single time I've tried. Mm-hmm. Uh, flies overhead. He told me just wait for the next ship, and started laughing because I am sure he could see on my face, uh, my mind was blown. So yeah, you see that ship come in, you're like, oh, that's pretty sick. That's pretty cool. And then you've got a Star Destroyer chasing it down mm-hmm. so as a little kid that's that's epic right it's huge oh absolutely okay uh tamron clay says we didn't have much growing up family of five and only my father working a similar story for most we didn't have uh any of the vhs um vhs growing up but when it was played on uh, when it was played free to air dad would tape it from the tv um we we would have a movie night have picnics in front of the TV, and I just always remember us kids never agreeing on much with what to watch. But whenever Star Wars was mentioned, it went into the VCR. Star Wars literally means family to me. So yeah, there's that uh, always arguing about what to watch. But when it comes to Star Wars, everyone's happy, which I like. Mm-hmm. I like. So okay, uh, we got our good friend Lane Smith. Uh, he is, uh, this is cool. This is actually, you've talked about this character as well, uh, Matt, uh, the, mm-hmm. the obsession with Kyle Katarn, right? Yeah. Cause he's awesome. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He said that his, his obsession started, uh, young. Let's be real. It's mostly because he was one of the only characters who got his own star Wars game, at least on PC. Um, but it turned into something beautiful. There was a large part of me that hoped beyond all hope that it would that it was Benicio del Toro that would bring him to life. I did too. I was hoping that he was mm-hmm. that we would see. Yeah, me, me too. I man. was really hoping for a Kyle Katarn. Yeah, some some something there. But uh, in the Last Jedi, sadly, this was not meant to be. All hopes now lie on two Brits, Matt Smith and Don Monahan. But there uh, never was much hope. Only a fool's hope. Wow. I, I would love to see Kalkatarn. I would love to see an ancient, or, I'm sorry, one of mm-hmm. the, a, a, a tie into Legends where one of Luke's early students, you know, who he kind of, uh, Yodas has passed on, which you have learned. I can only imagine that he, in all of that time, might have trained someone like Kyle and might have trained some of the other masters that we see in Legends. And then he had his own school of like younglings, younglings, we're back there again, 
who were destroyed by Kylo Ren. I feel like there would have been other masters. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I really want to know if that's if that's the case, but yeah, we'll see. Okay, um, Mike Charles here. My favorite Star Wars memory would have to be playing through Shadows of the Empire on my N64 back in the day. That game was slash is amazing, and it gave me an even greater love for Star Wars. I just wish it was considered canon and that we could have gotten a movie out of it. Wow. Uh, Spoiler alert. Yeah. Something Disney can't go back and retcon. It technically in a way is canon okay because in the 1990 remasters of the movies george lucas went in they added the outrider which is dash rendar's that's ship. right that's right yes it is in episode four the the now that episode four has been remastered you see it taking off from most eisley yeah in the remastered version of star wars episode I four forgot so about that. yes it's yeah. there it's yes there. it is yes it is oh that's cool so cut I mean, they could just never say anything about it, you know, whatever. But if they wanted to, it is technically there. Yeah, yeah, it's in the it's in the it's in the movie. So, mm-hmm. oh, man, that was yes. a great and game. Shadows of the Empire is oh yeah, it's amazing. The book is amazing. It's awesome. Shadows of the Empire is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Tara Lynn here. My husband and I rented a townhouse a couple of years ago from a Star Wars fan. She had left a life-size Han Solo decal on the wall leading from the garage to the stairs to the house. And when she offered to take it down for us, we were happy to let it stay. I loved opening the garage door and saying, hey, Han, I'm home. Wow. That's awesome. That's cool. Uh, Sherston, uh, our good friend Sherston here. I think my best Star Wars memory was watching it with our mom for the first time. She grew up with the originals and she went to go see... The Return of the Jedi in the theater by herself seven times. Dang! Wow. What's what movie have you seen the most in theater? Oh, the mo- the movie I've seen the most. I feel like you saw Episode Seven a lot. I did. I went a lot. You saw The Last Jedi a lot. Yes, I did. <laughs> double digits. Double digits. I can't remember exactly. Wow. I, last the, Jedi. Last Jedi was double digits. I was obsessed. Wow. I was trying to pick apart every single line, and I was trying to find meaning in in everything. I went down a, I've I got lost. I got lost for a while. Mm. Yeah, that's that's so. Crazy. I I remember, I I know I saw Phantom Menace in theaters more than once. Okay, which I have I haven't really seen a lot of movies in theaters more than once. Uh, I can like think on on the top of my head i know i saw the dark knight like two, probably three times mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in theater i remember seeing x-men apocalypse in theater probably three times okay i phantom menace might have been four or five and then i know i saw attack of the clones twice and i think maybe i saw episode three Revenge, you know Revenge yeah i think we did in, see... in theaters twice at least twice yeah, I want to say Revenge. We definitely were. We had gone several times. I know I watched it. Um, yeah, just just opening high, night. Yeah, and and then we did. We were all there opening night. Yeah, it was we a big were. Party. It was awesome. It was it was great. Yeah, and I, I remember going back by myself, and then also with you guys and with Tom and different people. So yeah, that was. I remember. I remember being in class because Ezra and I went to high school. Yeah. I remember being in class because we all went to the midnight theater midnight showing. Yeah. The next day, just being 
wrecked <laughs> because terrible. we got out we got out at like three in the morning got oh, home just had to had to go to school had to go to school the next day it was worthless and i was so dead yeah but it was so worth it it was great dude it was great <laughs> it was great oh my gosh man yeah i wish we would have been more we're, into like um cosplaying and, and that kind of thing because mm-hmm. we we I definitely would have would have dressed up i think we all had lightsabers i'm pretty sure and star wars official robes that we all spent 50 bucks yeah on. that's right we had the robes yeah we used them because we had our we had we did a um we did like a senior skit and it was a star wars yeah thing uh-huh. yep. yeah yeah we did like the the rap battle type of thing so mm-hmm. that was that was, was cool which is it's out there by the way uh, our good buddy uh, David Fogel actually gave me a copy of it, so I can put that on Patreon. I mean, it's... I don't know, man. It's crazy, dude. I mean... I'm disappointed that he had a copy of it, because I wanted to be the only person that had a copy of it left. Oh, my gosh. I, yeah, you're always holding that I over do. our I, head. I, I, I know. I like to hoard. Yeah, yeah. hoard. Yeah. Someone has a really good version, though. I think it's Scott Hubbard. He has, like, a, a another One angle yeah. that's, like, really good. Another angle. Some, there is another angle out there somewhere. Yeah. Well, what we really need is... Because uh, we had somebody in somebody just happened to film it, this the skit we did in in high school. Yeah, we did this. We did this. It was our senior skit, and somebody filmed it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty cool. But we need to get like the high school drama clubs whatever version of it. Yeah, they have obviously the best version because the only version we have is from somebody in the crowd filming it. Right. And so they kind of jump around and then like, you know, so people are moving around. So they kind of focus on specific people. But that's that's the version we need. Well, and just so folks understand. So one of the elements that we put into that skit, the reason it was hard to film is because we had Jedi out in the audience in the opening night. Mm -hmm. No one knew what we were doing. And no one had any, clue. No one had any clue. Like, like Darth Vader's yeah, they, like they probably thought it was dumb as all get out. Like this is stupid. Dude, people I don't know, people the first night people were like kind of shocked there because you know, like right. a student would just stand up and then boom, lightsabers were like ignited and Darth Vader right, walks yeah. out. It's, it was actually it was pretty sweet. It was pretty sweet. It was cool. It was cool. So one of our one of the one of the best memories we had in, in high school. But um well, the best part was so we, I almost we had like there was like a forum court, right? Yeah, and I almost slid into them. Remember? Oh, you did. Like, oh, I yeah, like, I know you I did. I did. I almost, I, our friend Tiffany. I almost, I almost took Tiffany off the stage. You did, dude. I know T- Tiffany. <laughs> oh, yeah, and here we go, Queen B. All right, can we? Can we? T- we're, yeah, we're gonna have to get. We're gonna have to get. We're gonna have to get yeah. Tiffany on. on from BB-8 radio and and Switch and Flick to talk about it. Dude, I just never forget. I was Obi-Wan, and you were Qui-Gon Jinn, and our buddy Tom, Darth Maul. I had Maul. long hair back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You, had, you had long hair. And uh, <laughs> half of our fight sequence is you and I getting pumped up and pumping. It was like we were at WWE. Oh, it was. It, yeah, it was a total up. joke. It was a total joke. Yeah. It was great. It was great. Were you... Um, We'll you? have to do it. We'll have to do it. We'll have to do an episode where we just where we just talk about it because there's so many elements that went into it. Yeah, I'll save some because there's yeah. there's a really cool there's some behind the scenes stuff that that took place. We're gonna have to share it. Put it on Patreon. Yeah, we'll it, do an episode about it. Yeah, it's cool. It's it's awesome. So, all right, cool. So let's let me see here. A couple more. Uh, Chase McKinney, our good friend Chase. Um, my favorite was watching it in the early '90s at my uncle's house in uh, Toledo. I spent uh, the night at his house, and the next morning he put on Empire Strikes Back and let me eat uh, Chef Boyardee ravioli. <laughs> I will always remember how magical that entire experience was. Wow, Chef Boyardee, wow. man! When's the last time? When's the last time you had Chef Boyardee? <sighs> this morning, dude. <laughs> this morning. Really? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, I was like, oh, that'd really? be great, right? Like, that'd be great. Nah, dude. Yeah, it's been a while, man. I mean. Gosh. Yeah, it's I, it's probably been the '90s for me. Yeah, yeah. 
Dude, that's one of that's one of Matt's favorite things to, uh, to do is is to look up some of that stuff that we grew up with. You know, like the the candies, the mm-hmm. pops, the all the cool nineties French stuff. toast crunch. Yeah, yeah, pizza bagels. Yeah. So, okay, uh, let's see. Philip Willis here. My favorite memory of Star Wars would be getting the nineteen eighty seven Star Wars role playing game and being able to create our own stories and adventures in the Star Wars universe. And you know, I wish I were more into. We've tried. I know you. You've you're you, uh, being out in Portland. It's sort of like you have to be into role playing, right? I mean, that's sort of a that's a given uh, out there. I mean, I guess. Yeah, it uh, is. Yeah. It is. I'm sorry. I'm okay, kind of okay, knocking, yeah. kind of <laughs> knocking, knocking Portland. Just kidding. Um, but no, I, I've always wanted to kind of get into to a role playing game and and stuff. So mm-hmm. this is yeah. There is a there is a really good Star Wars. Uh, I think they I don't they call it Star Wars D20. It's like Dungeons and Dragons, but it's just Star Wars themed, right? So instead of magic, it's the Force. But it, the mechanics are roughly the same, I, I, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Okay. Let's uh, let's scroll on down here. You're also. Uh, I'll just tell some of our listeners here. You're missing out if you're not in the Facebook group because uh, Matt's brother is in wow. there. Yeah. That's all I'm gonna say. He's in there. If you if you've come from Bend the Knee, you know who he is, and he is wrecking havoc in the group, and I love it. <laughs> So he is meme just, meme city right now. It's, yeah. it's it's pretty great. It's almost like there's a meme. There's a light side of memes and a dark side of memes yeah. that we have uh, we've got going on in the Facebook group right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, okay, a couple other thoughts here, just from people who kind of uh, gave us some some longer or took us in a different direction. So, uh, Mike Mike Charles actually said, if I may, I'd like to just say how great the movie Solo was slash is. And it's something you, Matt, have talked a lot about. It's just a, we mm-hmm. talked about this in the Patreon episode that it's something you you get to sit down on a, on a Sunday and, and watch and, and really enjoy. It's got good action sequences. It's it's an enjoyable movie. It's yeah. I'm I rewatched it uh, a couple weeks ago. I was in, when I was in San Diego on vacation, and we're just kind of like, okay, well, let's, let's watch a movie. Yeah. And I was just like rewatched it. Well, I remember when we, you and I watched it in theater together. Yeah. We saw it opening opening night, and we just came out, and we're just like, this is good. Yeah. It wasn't, like, amazing. It wasn't like, oh, my God, this Sith and Jedi, and what's going to happen? It just came out, and we're just like, had yeah. a smile on my face. Yeah. And, yeah. That, and that's, I think, all it tried to be, and that's all it needed to be, and that's okay. It's 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 okay. It's a, it's a just it's good. It's not yeah, I mean, great. It's not amazing. It's just it's good. Right. I think it would have been if they would have tried to make it like, let's say, to the hype of like the rise of Skywalker and make it super right. serious and stuff. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work for Han Solo's no. character. So, you know, I I agree with Mike with Mike and you. It's it's actually really just an enjoyable movie. Now, he takes it to the next level and has on here that uh, Solo has always been uh, my favorite character. And honestly, it's right up there with Empire Strikes Back as one of his favorite movies. Uh, so that's cool. Oh, I think it's my second favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah. I mean, so for a lot of people, when you talk about best versus favorite, I mean, uh, yeah, I can see why people would be really attracted to this movie. I, I Like I said, I put it on, on, I put it on in, in, in the other day, and I just really... Well, I mean, you know, I left I left Last Jedi thinking Star Wars is dead and walked out of Solo being like, eh, it's pretty... It's, it's No, it's not. No, it's not. So... <laughs> Oh my gosh, dude! I think it would have been. I mean, imagine if people would have saw Solo before Last Jedi, and they didn't have that taste in their mouth, and people weren't as because there was just a lot of animosity and just people, you know, disagreeing on how Star Wars should 
should be written in, in the direction it was taking. You know, if Solo would have came up before that or you would have, if it could have just had its own space, its own time, I think people would have really, it would have done better at the box office. And I think now when people yeah. watch it, well, they enjoy it. It you was, know? well, Solo did bad at the box office for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, for starters, I, I mean, episode seven, good. I think episode seven is really good. Uh, Rogue One a year later great Rogue One yeah. is fantastic okay a year later you have what I I mean whether you love it or not it, it was it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way was The Last Jedi so then is, is so so go from The Last Jedi to Solo and you and I have talked about this before not on a podcast but we got nothing there were no teasers you would think that we would have got a trailer for solo at last jedi considering that solo was coming out in may right yeah Yeah. they also didn't do it on may 4th which i thought was kind of interesting it's because avengers was coming out the first avengers avengers infinity war that's right that's right and so it's almost like disney was just i don't know what they were thinking like trying to stack those two things that close together then the Super Bowl teaser was really short, mm-hmm. and there just wasn't a lot of publication for it, and so you had you had a lot of things I think that led to its box office not doing as well as certainly as Disney had hoped, right? Because that that's obviously Last Jedi did great at the box office was kind of blasted, and then Solo I think a lot of critics enjoyed, and yeah, then didn't do as well just because there was the fatigue and it came out at a they released it. I shouldn't say it came out. They released it at a very dumb time. Yeah. To put it that to put it that close to Avengers. Right. You know, I I remember too on the way to see that movie, um, talking to some some other uh, people who were, like, we were wearing some Star Wars shirt or something, and they I mm. forget how we got in the conversation, but said we were going to go see the new movie, and we probably had podcasting equipment out or something, and they were confused. They were like, "So is this the next one?" You know, and so. For people who don't follow it that closely, it, it was a little confusing because right. we just had a Star Wars movie, you know, four or five months ago, and now we have another one. So is this the next one or what is this one? And I think that kind of threw people too. You didn't have time to build it up and, you know, word of mouth, people kind of talk about, oh, this is going to be, you know, a backstory to Han Solo. It's his origin story, that type of thing, because people were just kind of confused, really. So I think mm-hmm. that might have been been some of it. Uh, some of the issues. Yeah, and well. you know, you we had. I remember you and I had looked up to see what was coming out because we were saying why didn't why aren't they releasing this around Christmas time? And we looked it up, thinking, oh, maybe there's like th- uh, another Avengers movie, or like maybe there's Thor or Ant Man or something coming out, and there wasn't. I think I think was that the year? Did Beauty and the Beast release that year? Oh, did it? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. And so Disney didn't want it to go up against that, but they did want it to go up with. <laughs> You yeah, know, that's the thing you got to think about because now that Disney owns it, Disney has all of their Disney has essentially three large movie franchises. Right. You have the Avengers stuff, the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You have Star Wars, and then you have what has been a big bread and butter for them uh, in these past like five years has been the live action remakes of old Disney classics. Yep. Those are kind of their three bigger, you know, then they have other movies or whatever, but those are like their three big, big kind of movie franchises. So, uh, you know. Yeah, it's, it, and you got to watch, like you say, like putting, like kind of space it out. I mean, I, I was actually happy to hear Bob Iger kind of say, we do need to take a look at this and, and maybe 
slow down and if if directors and people want to push stuff back or they want to move release dates we need to be more open to that uh even if the project's finished just to give it its space i mean so he, he did come out and kind of uh say that's something that they needed to to look at so i don't know that whole movie had so much drama to it though too with the, with the switch and the directors and everything and it's it's amazing that it came out the way that it did with with ron howard uh taking over and and stuff i'm it's, it's impressive i guess so and we have, we have other folks, too, in the Facebook group who enjoyed it, uh, just like Mike uh, did as well. So you've got Ron, Michael, I'm sorry, Ron and uh, Lane and Susie all kind of agreeing that it was um, an epic movie. Alden Ehrenreich, I think, does a great job, and that's something that uh, Ron Golson points out in the in the Facebook uh, uh, group here as well. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I think the more when you talk to people and they and they have a chance to, to look at it and and not can not look at box office numbers just look at the story look at bringing back darth maul and uh, sort of this crime syndicate that's 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 that sort of underworld type of atmosphere to star wars people really like that that's what i'm kind of excited about for the mandalorian right is that you're getting into the underworld star wars underworld and 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 where the crime syndicates are at and just the huts and you know lando and, and and han solo that's that's sort of the world that they lived in and we don't always get a whole lot of that those characters show up on the on the uh, on the on the big screen and and they're there but they turn into heroes so it's just kind of it's kind of neat to see han back there interacting um in in that world or that environment so okay yeah. let's see i think we had one more thread on here and maybe we'll save it for another time because I know we got a, a couple origin stories to get to. So yeah, let's do that. Let's just let's save that, and we're going to dive into. Um, I think let's see, we have oh Darren Cast's origin story. So here we go. Cool. So we've uh, asked people to send in transmissions, and and as we um, as we as we move along here, we want we want to get to know people. You know, I mean, we, we want to kind of uh, uh, grow our. Our, our group here in in uh, in hyperspace as we hang out together and talk and reminisce about things in Star Wars and just speculate on the films and and what have you. So uh, this is Darren Cast and he is uh, an exiled Jedi captain of the Jade Inferno, which I think is just sick all around. <laughs> sick character. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says my uh, Star Wars origin story started when I was very young, somewhere in the six to eight year old range. My mother had recorded episode. Um, uh, episode four off of the TV broadcast onto a VHS tape. Over time, she eventually recorded the whole trilogy, and my younger brother and myself watched them as often as we could. Fast forward several years to when Lucas released the special edition in theaters. I eagerly went to see every one, and we eventually purchased the gold version full screen uh, of the special edition trilogy box set. I saw all three of the prequels in theaters as well, and I enjoyed them all I dabbled in Star Wars video games a little bit during those years and remember playing Dark Forces 2 as well as Jedi Outcast. There you go. There's some there's some good video games. Um, okay, my fandom kind of fizzled a little bit in the following years due to no movies being released. And at that time, I hadn't gotten into the books. Then Star Wars Battlefront got released for the PS2. Uh, I used to have friends over all the time, and we would have many tournaments for hours playing that game and its sequel. Fast forward many more years to when I became a father, I sat down with my kids and showed them the original trilogy for the first time. Seeing that joy and wonder fill their eyes reignited my fandom full force. Since then, we have gone to see every new film when it was released. It's become our tradition to go see the new Star Wars movies together. 
Then I discovered podcast, and thanks to a podcast known as Rebel Watch, I developed an appreciation for the written material and began devouring whatever audiobooks I could get my hands on, with the older public material becoming my favorite. Yes, that's back when we used to do, um, uh, Matt and I had talked uh, at the beginning of this of this podcast, uh, just that we used to be on Rebel Watch, and we had a book club and, and different things on mm-hmm. there too, so it's cool, it was cool, right? I mean, getting into the older public series. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Really, really cool, and actually, some of the best games that you and I in college have played too. Well, the older, the best, the best yeah. Star Wars video game is Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, right, I mean, that's just that is end of story. End of there it right is. There, I'm actually replaying it right now. It's are you it's really great? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Star Wars has become has become that one constant in my life. No matter what is going on, I can pop in a movie or read a book and get lost in that world for a few hours and feel good about whatever life is throwing at me. Having that force bond with my children is really a special thing, too, uh, something that I wouldn't trade for anything, even though one of them seems to dabble in the dark side, but I don't judge. Wow. That's, hey, nothing wrong with that. Hey, That's yeah, why I like you, to dabble. Yeah, so it, yeah, as long as you're dabbling, right? Okay, just just don't take mm-hmm. the plunge, all right? <laughs> uh, now, onto my theory for Episode 9. I think we're going to see... The rivalry between Kylo and Hux finally come to a head. I think Hux and the Allegiant General uh, Pride, uh, shown in the Vanity Fair article, have formed a splinter cell uh, of the First Order that are dedicated to taking Kylo Ren down and taking control for themselves. This fracture of the First Order forces Kylo to reactivate the Knights of Ren to come in to uh, aid him uh, in, in dispensing with the usurpers. During all this, Rey seems drawn to wreckage of the second Death Star. There she learns that Palpatine has been behind everything all along. Snoke was just another tool to be used and disposed of in Palpatine's long game for ultimate control of the galaxy. In the, Darth, in the Death Star, they discover a cloning facility. It turns out that Palpatine had collected Anakin's severed limbs on Mustafar and tucked them away for cloning in the event that he ever lost control of and had to dispatch Vader. Then, all he would have to do is grow a clone from Anakin and he would have a whole version of Vader that he could twist and corrupt from birth. A living clone of Anakin is discovered and he has been living in the wreckage of all... He's Oh my gosh. Is that how they're bringing Hayden back in? <laughs> a, a, I'm a, down. Oh, wow. A, a, a living clone of Anakin is discovered, and he has been living in the wreckage all these years, untouched by Palpatine's negative uh, influence, naturally strong in the Force. Skywalker rises with the resistance to finally destroy the First Order and bring peace to the galaxy. Well, that's it. Feel free to discuss. Let me know what you think. Thanks for your time, and may the Force be with you. Darren Cass. Uh Yeah, that yeah. would be freaking epic <laughs> i knew you'd like that i knew you'd like i that. mean maybe he also have he also has luke's hand i mean it's out there it is yeah it's out there so so yeah maybe there's maybe there's something uh you know in in the uh the force awakens they had a guy who looked a lot like luke skywalker who was doing like a uh sort of like his double and and they had him mm-hmm. in there for the flashback scene. well that is actually kind of the story of the force awakens is that they're they're cl- they're making all these clones and then one is um you know force sensitive and that's like yeah. kind of the whole deal yeah oh you mean the the force unleashed force yeah. unleashed excuse yeah. me yeah 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 oh yeah absolutely and and i think it was well, it's, it's something that the the thrawn the original uh thrawn uh 
trilogy kind of talks about um, Joris uh, Sabaoth, Master Sabaoth mm-hmm. is is like this uh, ain't this old Jedi Master that Palpatine kept and like cloned. He cloned and he put him on a on 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 Wayland and is he's mm-hmm. he's stuck there. So yeah, I mean that's I could totally see that. I mean people have mentioned cloning before, Ray being a clone, maybe this mm-hmm. situation with Anakin coming back. Yeah, we had we had the attack of the clones. Okay, so it's something. The Clone Wars is a real thing, and it definitely happened. Uh, so yeah, they could they could always bring that bit of technology back. And yeah, absolutely interesting. So okay, we've got another transmission here. We've got something from our good friend, Phil? Uh, yeah, Phil Saito, uh, who actually is uh, running a, a podcast called um, the History of Middle Earth. And if you guys get a chance, I think that's he's he's going to be launching that soon. So I wanted to give him a quick shout out because good guy, and he's just a, a super nerd, and so um, listens to all of our podcasts, and has always been. Uh, a big supporter of us, and so we want to support him and his endeavors too. So, yeah, um, it says, "Hey guys, big fan of the podcast. I listen to uh, Rebel Watch, Bend the Knee, Box Trick, and an Unexpected Podcast, among many others." Wow, the entire gambit, man. Yeah, he's got everything there. He's got, but yeah, it's it's good for yeah. Phil's Phil's hardcore, man. It's it's mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, I'll go over a little. Um, overview of my anticlimactic Star Wars story and favorite people and then give a big theory at the end I hope um, will blow your mind I grew up in the VHS era and the first Star Wars movie I saw in theaters was episode one I was confused at how they got a movie onto a CD when DVDs eventually came out and we had like 10 movies to choose from Uh, I've collected a lot of Star Wars stuff over the years and played nearly every game unfortunately I don't have much of any of that stuff left over. The first game I played was Star Wars Dark Forces on PC. Um, I saved up my allowance and bought it shortly after it came out. Do you remember Matt saving up like allowance and like going and like buying a game? It was like it was a big deal. Yeah, man, you know? my parents didn't really give me allowance. Ah, uh, dude, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. But I'm sorry. I did always get like a <laughs> video game like on my birthday or. Uh, stuff. So, like, I, I did. We just, I'm a jerk, we just man. got. I'm sorry. We just, no, no, we just, <laughs> no. My, what I'm saying is, that my parents just bought me like whatever I wanted. Oh, okay. And so, and okay. so, yeah. So I didn't need. I didn't, I didn't need. I you didn't, didn't need. need it. Okay, I got you. I got you. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, but I mean, it was. I remember. Uh, same. Like, so my sister and I, like, we would save up our money right. and, and like she would buy a game, I would buy a game, type of thing. It was pretty cool. So. Okay, um, if it uh, if I wasn't a Lord of the Rings character for Halloween, it was a Star Wars character. The last one I remember was mm-hmm. Darth Maul, which, yeah, everyone should at some point in their life um, be Darth Maul for, for Halloween, except for me, because I just don't dabble in the dark side. Uh, my favorite good, my favorite, uh, my favorite character is Obi-Wan, for mostly all the same reasons as anyone else. My favorite bad character, oh, so he said good character. Uh, my favorite bad character, or really neutral character, is Jango Fett. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is he good? Is he bad? Is he just a bounty hunter? Try, is he just a, a man trying to, trying to make his way in the galaxy? You know? like. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, I'll say this. Uh, Star Wars Bounty Hunter. I think it's on PC and as well PlayStation 2 back in the day. Uh, you play as just Jango Fett and you actually get a pretty cool backstory on Jango Fett. Really? Yep. Yeah, it's a very underrated Star Wars game. Huh. You should. Yeah, it's really cool. It's on. You, you can get it. It's on PlayStation Four. There's like a PS2 version of it. It's like okay, remastered or well, it, 
it looks better because it's playing on the PlayStation 4, I, yeah, sh- I should yeah. say. But, uh, yeah, again, wait. Anytime you ever want to buy a Star Wars video game, especially a digital one off Steam or like on PlayStation, just wait until they have huge Star Wars sales. So wait till the end of this year and you can get it for, you'll be able to get it for like a buck or something. But yeah. Uh, yeah, if you have a PlayStation 4, check it out. It's really good. Yeah, and you know, on that note, just a, a quick pause here. I mean, we do want to, we've got the Discord server. Uh, we're working on that this weekend, so we should have that up for you. And we have a musing mm-hmm. coming up the same day that this episode is, is coming out, too. So check that out on Patreon, uh, our hyperspace Patreon, because we would like to actually do uh, meet hangouts where we literally get to vote. You guys get to vote on the game, and we, we can kind of go mm-hmm. play. And, and, you, and now people are going to vote for us to play the worst game of all time. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not playing it. I, yeah, I'll, I'll play it. Okay, I'll play no, I'll it. Play you can, it. I, I, you can play, watch I'll me just. Uh, I, that that will be hysterical. I mean, it, I'll, I'll play. Probably, it, yeah. I'll play it for five minutes. How about that? And then we'll then we'll discuss. So, but uh, yeah, okay. So favorite character Obi Wan, and then favorite bad character or neutral character Jango Fett. I kind of like that. Um, I like Jango Fett. Uh, he's one of the most underrated characters out there. Everyone is obsessed over Boba Fett, but he. Um, but he only has like a total of 30 seconds at most of screen time, and we don't see him actually do anything except shoot at Luke twice and miss each time. Holy ca- f- I mean, mm-hmm. Phil, you just pissed off a whole lot of people, man. I hope you <laughs> watch out, buddy. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Django, on the other hand, uh, we see him uh, snipe S- Sam Wessel in the neck with a dart before she can give up his identity, survives a hand-to-hand combat, uh, fight against one of the most powerful Jedi, Obi-Wan, uses many of his, his accessories uh, and gear, like the jetpack, rocket, grappling hook, flamethrower, um, spiked gauntlet, all that good stuff. Gives us one of the most badass space battles um, we've seen. Kill Jedi on screen, not to mention his reputation, and Jedi slash other bounty hunter kill count in the EU. Okay, that's a good point. Uh, he's also... Well, well, I'll wait because he may actually mention this. And despite mm-hmm. all of this, people are sort of mm, about him compared to Boba. Doesn't make sense to me. So another poll, Boba versus Django. So, mm-hmm. you know, he, someone the other day, was this you or maybe it was someone in the group. It was recently Father's Day and someone had Django Fett yeah. out there. <laughs> I mean, he's, they've got all the clone troopers behind him and he's, he's you know. Um, oh, father oh the, I like I like the one where it's it's Happy Father's Day and it's um oh no it's Boba Fett in Episode Two just holding up the helmet oh no dude you always uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh it's crazy okay all right so here we go Phil's uh, theory here something he wants to kind of talk about do those count as younglings uh, maybe all the all the all the clones yeah nah I mean what well, depends oh, okay I mean it depends on when. I mean, at right. one point, yeah. So, God, don't even get me started on on uh, the kill count. We'll, we'll get back to it. I'm sure we will. Okay. All right. Uh, so, uh, a theory here. So, what if Vader never actually killed Obi Wan? And I, I've read this, and I've started to really think about what Phil is is saying here. Um, you know, what if he never actually killed Obi Wan? You know, I think a lot of people make the misassumption that he okay i'm stopping you right there because i know exactly what you're about to say (laughs) and we have had this debate over and over does he actually kill obi-wan or does obi-wan become one with the force Uh before he strikes him down i am so (laughs) sick and tired of you saying this okay no oh darth vader (laughs) kills obi-wan Okay, 
I swear to I God, swear to- <laughs> dude. It, it, now Matt's like he's he's like he's like looking he look back to the email thing. He's like, did Ez ask Phil to send this in specifically? I swear. For- I, swear. I swear. Oh Phil's my Phil's correct. Okay, is what I'm gonna say. Oh my gosh. So okay, okay. So here we go. What if? Yeah. All right. So we know that George Lucas had no problem. What if he? What if Vader? Read what he says. The guy took the time. What he said. He to said. Write us in. He said. What, what if, if Vader never actually killed Obi Wan? Yeah. Thank you, Phil. Yeah. What if he never actually killed Obi Wan? Ne- like Vader yeah. didn't kill him. Yeah. I mean, that's. I. Oh my God. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Right. So okay, I have several really good points to back this up. So we know that George Lucas had no problem showing uh, dismemberment. Uh, we see hands and arms cut off all the time, and in A New Hope, we even see blood. Not to mention, Darth Maul gets completely cut in two. Uh, Obi-Wan, however, just disappeared. We only see this two other times when a Jedi dies. Yoda in Episode 6 and Luke in Episode 8, uh, each dying on their own terms. So, Obi-Wan just disappeared, and not only did his Jedi robe remain and just fall to the floor, but had no saber slash or burn marks on it. Let's go. And his lightsaber never came into contact with Vader's, even though it was activated. Uh, it cut off before that. Obi-Wan even went into meditation before dying. Also, what Luke did, maybe he didn't want Vader to kill him, both as a one last troll move, knowing that Vader will now uh, never be able to get his revenge on him, but also because Obi-Wan knew the pain that came from having to attack or kill someone so close to you. And despite Vader being on the dark side, he still didn't want his once, quote, brother to go through what he had to. So he left on his own, still giving his life as a diversion for Luke, but still never defeated by Vader. Lastly, Vader prodded around the empty cloak with his foot. And why would he feel the need to do this if he just watched his lightsaber cut through Obi-Wan? He seemed confused for a second. And just had to double check that he was really gone. Keep up the awesome work. Look forward to hearing more. Uh, our good friend Phil. So let me. A th- couple of thoughts came to me as as I was. All right, go ahead. As I was reading this, the one thing I will give to you, Matt. We've had this debate and this this, this discussion. Obi Wan does say, "Strike me down, and I will become more powerful than you can possibly imagine." So you would have to kind of say, well, Obi-Wan, you know, was he gave himself up to the force and he lets Vader, quote, strike him down. But then to Phil's point, it's he doesn't actually strike. There's no burn marks. I mean, you know, the the robe drops and he becomes one with the force. And it's just kind of cool because, you know, later on in later on in Legends, here's here's something for you guys. So I this was a. This is jumping way ahead, but like Mara Jade, go look at how she becomes one with the Force. I, I will say no more than that. Uh, j- just go look it up. Um, I'm actually covering on Patreon as part of my musings. I'm going through the legacy of the Force and the, into the fate of the Jedi. And boy, let me tell you. So I think it's the, oh gosh, I want to say the it's halfway, more than halfway through when we talk about Darth, Darth Kydus and Mara Jade and their fight and how she becomes one with the force. It's, it's fantastic. It's crazy. It's things that, you know, they play with sort of the, the idea that uh, the Jedi can kind of choose whether to become one with the force or not. Like they have a much better understanding of it because of Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon and Yoda, which Matt, we talked about Qui-Gon is the reason that they all can do this. 
really. Mm-hmm. I mean, Qui-Gon's the one yeah. who, who has discovered this and came back and was communicating with Yoda. So let's just get that clear. Qui-Gon's a boss. Okay. Uh, absolutely. Okay, okay. So, I mean, so here's the thing. I, I'm giving a compliment to Qui-Gon through Obi-Wan, you know, avoiding Vader's lightsaber and having the sort of the last say and just doing something that Vader can't do. Here's my question. What do you think Vader was thinking about after that? He had to have been thrown. Sort of like, he had to go meditate on this and be like, what? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. What just yeah. happened? Yeah, I mean, I think that's mm-hmm. the cool part is, is you think about what he was thinking about in the chamber um, when he's he's preparing. You know, they've, they've tagged the Millennium Falcon. They know where the rebel base is, but he's got to be thinking, wow, Obi-Wan is here and the Force is with him. What does that mean? And how did he do what he did? So... Phil, I love it. I mean, it's it seems like a straightforward. I mean, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay, here's here's my thing. Okay. Here's my thing is so if Obi Wan could just become one with the Force, uh-huh. why would he need to wait until they were on the Death Star and him fighting Darth Vader in order to do it? Yeah. So why, if why does is is it if he could do you? Th- do, I don't think he could have beaten Darth Vader. Otherwise, I think he just would have. Yes, I agree. There would be no, there would be no reason for him to give himself up, unless uh, he legitimately thought he could beat Darth Vader. Yes. So, so one of the things when you talk about becoming one he with the didn't Force, think he could beat him. Yeah, right. is it, you have to have like a it has to be like a self sacrifice, right? Mm-hmm. You have to kind of sacrifice yourself for the greater good and put everyone else above your own personal well being. And I think Phil kind of says the only reason he does this and he saves it to this moment is to keep Vader occupied and his attention on them because he's obsessed with Princess Leia and he would not have let her out of that cell. He would have gone up to the the, to the detention block um, cell twenty one eighty seven detention block eleven thirty eight and he would have wrecked havoc and he would have you know force choked pulled them all out of there and it would have been over. So Obi Wan's got to get the tractor beam out of commission and it's just a it's just distraction he's, he's really um, making sure that vader is occupied while they get away and he keeps them occupied and does just enough until they're there ultimately yeah i mean when obi-wan if he were to get surrounded by a bunch of stormtroopers and they start to fire in on, you know on, on him he i don't think he could have actually i don't know i mean i i like to i like to in my head think that he could he could do things with the force that maybe we never saw you know but just because I like Obi-Wan so much, but I, yeah, it's, he chose that moment to go and he needed, he, this was his chance to kind of make this, make this uh, sacrifice. You know, what's different between Yoda becoming one with the force and Obi-Wan when they were making all of this, that was just sort of the way George thought Jedi who served the light side of the force just died. It wasn't something that was really explained and later on, you, you, you learn more about it, um, and you can just sort of choose to become one with the Force. So Yoda is dying, um, Twilight is upon him, and he sort of just lets go and becomes one with the Force. And I think he's, he has is, he is, um, sacrificed so much of himself for the greater, uh, I, hate see, I hate to use the phrase greater good, but you know to, to help further along the light side of the Force that he's able to become one with it. And then... Obi-Wan does the same thing, but like Luke, I've often said in, in, in The Last Jedi, I think he actually gets back up on that meditation rock and is at peace. 
and it's not that the force of what he did killed him. Maybe it, maybe it really did take a lot out of him and stuff, but I think he knew that he could do more and his time had come and it, something settled over him that it was time for him to become one with the force. So I don't know. I could talk about that for days and I'd love to have more yeah, time see, to maybe go in. Yeah, but I don't think it has to be a self-sacrifice because there are Sith that become one with the force. Okay. Uh, well, because Darth Bane becomes one with the force in the old Republic. You have to, there's a part in the old Republic video game where not Knights of the old Republic, but the, the big one, the MMO one, mm-hmm, uh, you have mm-hmm. to fight Darth. There's like a Darth Revan force ghost you have to deal with, uh, in star Wars, uh, Jedi Academy, you mm-hmm. have to fight Exar Kun. Yep. Who's like force ghost has taken over, uh, this like rival, guy who becomes if you play the light side version he becomes a sith and you ha- and like so he like xr coon like takes over him yep. and so you have to fight you have to fight him so i don't i don't know if you it, i think that there's a dark side way to do it too yeah and, and so we will do a whole i would love to do a whole shebang on that because right. light side force ghost is there is there a, the, the dark side force ghost is it a fun what's the difference there mm-hmm. i think they are it? different yeah, they are, and and so I guess to become one on the light side of the force, you have to um, make that self sacrifice. You have to. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be the way to become one with the force on the light side. Now, the dark side, I I've always understood that it was more of like a haunting, like they could possess right. It's like a bodies. vengeful spirit type of a thing. You're right. Yeah, and it it almost seemed like they. You know how like. Obi-Wan can, I mean, he, he becomes one with the Force on the Death Star, but then he shows right. up on Dagobah, on Hoth. Mm-hmm. You know, he shows up at places, he shows up on Endor, <laughs> you know, uh, the Forest Moon of Endor. Uh, so, I don't know how much, because th- that's what I've wondered about Palpatine, is are we mm-hmm. talking about, like, his essence is still there? Is he what we would call, like, a dark side Force ghost? Um, there's a whole lot of this pulled up the wiki, the, the, the wiki page on, right. on, on all of this. And yeah, there's, there's I think a, I've always viewed it. I think I've always viewed it and it, the force in general as the force is its own thing and does whatever it wants. Uh-huh. Uh, and there is a light side to it. There is a dark side to it. There is a middle to it. And it's just gonna, you're just, it's, it can do whatever it wants, man. If I think yeah. it's, I think it's more about you choosing to become one with the force because Qui-Gon dies and then somehow becomes one with the force because it doesn't seem like he like Yoda does it immediately right and Mm -hmm. it seems like uh, Obi-Wan also does it immediately but when they it maybe Qui-Gon does but when Yoda tells us about it in episode two it seems like Qui-Gon died and then somehow it took him some time and then he was able to do it sure yeah yeah, you know. I mean, okay. at least it's just that's that's the that's the way it's presented, yes. is or maybe Yoda has found him in the Force. Yeah, yeah. Let me. Um. Yeah. Exa- yeah. I think you're. I think you're right. And you know, there's there's oof, it, because now we we get into the conversation of what are they going to do in canon? What is established canon, and then what was happening in in Legends? Because there's some. I mean, crazy. You can go into some crazy details in the comic books, and there was a lot more spirits and force ghost you know in individuals around i mean yoda says that luminous beings we are not this crude matter like we we all do become the forces in all of us in some way uh it's it's in 
as Luke is talking to Ray, it's it's in it it's in and around everything, and there's a dark and a light, and in between there's this balance, there's this space in between. So yeah, but it's it's sort of the having the ability, and man, we're gonna have to sit and watch this when Yoda goes to like the um, the center of of the galaxy, and he kind of learns how to become. Um, he faces his like inner demons and sort of starts to master this idea of becoming one with the force and being able to come come back and manifest himself as a force ghost. I think that's like the next level because you have Jedi who die and they don't become force ghosts. You know, it's it's actually like a it's a mm-hmm. it's, it's a it's not every Jedi who who would die even post Luke and stuff. It's 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 tough in yeah so. I don't know, man. That's, that's a that's a lot to cover in, you know, in in this episode. But I'd I'd love to talk about it. You know, I would love to uh, to discuss it more. So, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I get, you got me all fired up, man. You got me all fired up thinking about Force Ghost and because I I, <sighs> yeah, I think man, about Palpatine. It's such a good you know? combo. Yeah, I, I right. think about Palpatine, and I just I I I worry. I don't understand. Do you think we'll see? We could see a dark uh, Force Ghost snow. Well, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, say that, you know, say that ten times fast. <laughs> exactly. I, I think no, about I mean, like, like holocron say say too. Force goes Snoke. Force goes. No, I'm just joking. Force goes Snoke. Force goes Snoke. Force goes Snoke. Got <laughs> it, dude. Go. Got it. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyways, I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do with Palpatine and whether that's a clone, a spirit, essence transfer, or if he's just haunting that place because it's where he died and that's where his presence is. I don't know. That's all stuff I can't wait to to learn in the rise of Skywalker. So, whoo. Okay. If people have thoughts on that or if they, you know, people want to know more about the, the force and, and, and talk about that, I can definitely pull up some resources and we can, we can go to town, man, because there's some, there's some cool stuff. Let me leave you with one thing, Matt. Let me just on, on this, on this force ghost business in legends, Luke has a conversation with Mara Jade. And when he's talking to Ben, he tells him Ben being his son, he says that, you know, he and Mara, he and Ben's mother, had a conversation about whether she would become one with the Force. So it was like this thing that Luke was able to eventually teach everyone, teach teach the Jedi and teach the Masters at his academy. You know, if you were a Jedi Knight or just a Jedi and you died, you hadn't mastered the skill. You weren't strong enough or powerful enough to come back. I don't know. It's... it's uh, yeah, because because the body you could either cremate the body and or you could, it's it's such a cool thing. That's why I mentioned earlier. People can go look at Mara Jade and what she did. She held on to her carnal body, and then actually becomes force becomes one with the force later on, as to indicate to Luke who had killed her. So that's all I'll say, and we're gonna cover okay. that later. It's just kind of cool. That, that's how crazy the EU started to get with it, and they take it to a whole another level. And then as you say. Xar Kun and and all of those guys who are able to preserve themselves and, and stuff. It's in a different way. It's perverted. It's it's they've it's a, like a perversion of the force, and they have to do things that are super dark to kind of uh, make sure that they right. linger, that their presence lingers, which is right nuts. So. All right, so so here, okay, so one last question for you, yeah. Ezra. Yeah. So, do you think that anybody can become a force ghost? Like anybody, do you think the force can just choose to accept anybody who is possibly force sensitive into the force? So, or do you think you have to be trained in it? 
Well, here's the thing. I mean, I think I think if you want yourself, so if if you want to become one with the force and you want to, because we all kind of go back, like we're luminous beings. The spirit kind of goes back right. to um, into the force or whatever. But if you are like let's say you're non-force sensitive and the force wants to bring you back for some reason. I don't know. The force can do whatever it wants is what right. that's so, the cool thing and that's So I guess yeah. so I guess my question is okay. how many youngling force ghosts does Anakin yeah. make? Yeah. One. I, I you're right. Two. A lot. Three. <laughs> a lot. I, I, I don't I don't know, man. I, I just it, it's a lot. And that's what, you know, yeah, I mean, so who can come back? Could the force bring individuals back or spirits and and stuff to kind of combat other spirits okay here's something really cool uh originally in the return of the jedi they had the way it's described in like the director's notes and stuff in the original script is that like yoda and obi-wan's force ghost presence they were Mm -hmm. when when palpatine is is um is attacking or the emperor is attacking luke and using force lightning, their faces would move in front of the force lightning and block it. And they were kind of fighting wow. Palpatine while Luke was fighting Vader. And they were kind of holding him off while Luke yeah. did what he was doing. It was that was like one of the early drafts and the idea was that they could they could uh, actually inter interact and interfere in this you know, how you know we see Yoda in the in the last Jedi kind of like the lightning strike and he's able to actually right not just speak to you and show up and influence in that way, but he can move things. He can cause lightning to strike here. He could actually attack. That is a nod to what George was thinking about in the return of the Jedi and what these force ghosts and what, what their powers could be. So that's why when you think of the rise of Skywalker and what could be happening here, people have put a lot of stock into maybe Luke could come back and, and have a force ghost battle with Palpatine to some degree, which would be crazy. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of a, a neat little thing, you know. Obi Wan says at one point, um, ah, gosh, it, he's he's talking about when when Luke is going to face Vader, and he kind of holds his hands up and he's like, "I cannot interfere. I I cannot do something." But it suggests that I don't know if he's just telling Luke that I I can't do anything, or he's saying that I won't. You know what I mean? I, I have to go back and look at the exact quote, but it's right. like there there's a there's a there's a there's a nugget there that would suggest that these force ghosts could actually come back and and really maybe influence be players they actually interact with with carnal beings and stuff so yeah ah oh, okay. dude you shouldn't have done it i mean start, start talking about the force and force ghost you just it's dangerous it's dangerous i, I wasn't ready for it and i uh i'm gonna have to go back and we'll have to do a, we'll have to dedicate more time to that because that is fun i love talking about that kind of stuff I, I love talking about so. Force Ghosts. I love talking about Force Toast. Yeah. Uh, you know, either, either way. So is it? Would it be a Force Ghost Toast, or is it a Force Toast Ghost? <sighs> toasted Ghost. I don't know. I mean, I, I, what I do we mean by toasted? I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like, know. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's fantastic. Um, all right. Well, hey, we've got a couple more. We'll we'll save some of these. Uh, Facebook uh, threads. We've got some cool stuff from Adam Dyson and others who have kind of shared mm-hmm. some of their favorite moments in Star Wars and favorite characters and and stuff like that. Um, a lot of people are. We, we've got uh, Ahsoka. I know that's one of your favorite characters. Uh, in uh, nope. don't don't. <laughs> I know you're about to. I, I, you're literally we are like viewership or you know listenership is go, is just <laughs> going away when you. 
Now, to be fair, I'll, I'll be I'll be entirely honest when it comes to Ahsoka. Is it's just a character I haven't really studied a whole lot of. Yeah. So I, you know, so it, I just I, I tease oh. that I, I don't like her. I just I I I haven't I haven't studied. A lot her. of people. I might study more of her. I think she's, think she's super cool. Yeah. Well, and, and you know that was that's actually the thing. I think why the reason people like that character is Ashley Eckstein, the the voice actress for her, ends up being like mm-hmm. the coolest, most passionate, just good-hearted person out there. She's fantastic. Does so many things for underprivileged people, and and just is she's a fantastic person and like her character got a lot of hate actually to start yeah. and it was tough it was tough for her to kind of endure and then yeah I, I just i need to do some reading on the whole white yeah. lightsaber business is really what yeah I, what now I that's need to do. yeah right there's there's a novel you can read about about some of that purifying kyber crystals and stuff like that yeah right it's that i know that that part is a little bit like what you know but um yeah that's there's a reason for that so we'll have to yeah I, yeah cover that but anyways so cool yeah we got some some more stuff to talk about next week um hopefully you guys will will keep uh join that facebook group man i mean it's just a lot of fun i'm starting i think each week i'm going to try to do like a trivia question in there and we've got some funny polls uh that are going to be going up so we, we've already got a decent amount of people in there several hundred people uh already in the facebook group so so please go join and and uh, share your story you know interact with people and you know, go to town. See if you can find uh, Matt's brother in there and, and give him a little mm-hmm. crap for he's us. Going, he's okay. going he's going nuts in there. He's he's going crazy. Me, he is dark. There's side. A, there's a there's like a meme war. There's like light side memes and dark side memes and it's it's one of them is my brother and there's another guy yeah. in there. Who, they're just going at it. <laughs> they're it's going great. back and forth. They're going back and forth. Yeah. It's great. It is great. So Oh man. All right. Well, hey, friends, we also have uh, collaborations coming up, too. So we've got some fun stuff mm-hmm. um, planned with with some of our Star Wars friends. And we're reaching we're reaching out to other people to uh, do collaborations. Uh, we just like to hang out in hyperspace. Right, Matt? We just like that's to. That's what we do. Yeah, that's Absolutely. what we do. So we like to have a good time and talk about, you know, stuff like that. I could sit and talk about a Star my my Star Wars coffee mug collection. You guys let me know. I, I think I'll bring that up in an episode. I have this Star I Wars st- coffee. I need to start one. Dude, it's it's unreal. I have this Boba Fett like back in the day, like really. I, oh, like, I remember the Boba Fett. I remember the oh, Boba Fett one. Dude, so sick. And so, I've got some really really good ones. I'll have to post them on on Twitter. But I can sit and talk about that and and where those cups those cups have gone through a lot, man. I've, they've been through mm-hmm. a lot of intense meetings. And sometimes I just look down and, um, you know, I see Boba Fett and I find myself in like a, a school meeting just looking up and saying, he's no good to me dead. And then I wonder why, like, right. I'm in trouble at school. <laughs> like, <laughs> or you know, you th- you start thinking about that meeting. Like, how do I get out of this meeting? Yeah, it's like Boba Fett was like, how do I get out of the Sarlacc pit? Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay. What's worse, a Sarlacc pit or a meeting at work? Oof. There's a there's a Twitter question for you. Yeah, I mean, it depends. It really, yeah, it it's, really clo- depends. it's close. <laughs> it's close sometimes. Which is crazy, because you know, here's the thing. I mean, we know that Boba Fett actually eventually does get out and he gets away. And there's sometimes you're just like, man, I'm never getting out, I'm never getting away. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, so, all right, friends. Well, I think uh, I think it's time to say farewell. But um, you know, we definitely want to thank you for hanging out here in hyperspace with us. It's been great. I, I love all the discussion we've had in the Facebook group, and um, just so thrilled. Oh, I do want to mention just quickly uh, the. We put up a few notes on the Patreon, so our mm-hmm. first shot podcast, which is going to be our Monday through Thursday podcast, it's it's literally only two dollars to sign up. It's fan, it's going to be fantastic. We're doing mm-hmm. a comic book series, and it's just a quick little boom shot to get you going in the morning, and it'll be nice and quick. 
that's going to probably start, I think we said in, in maybe July or August, I think, because we're trying mm-hmm. to, we're getting those um, kind of backlogged because they're, they're quite a few, even though they're small. It's, uh, you know how Matt and I are, we, we get to talking and we, we can't stop, so... Right, uh, and then takes... what's supposed to what's supposed to be a ten minute little here yeah you, here you go turns into an hour conversation exactly, and we're like what just happened you know so it, which is fine and we we let those go because we we don't like to mm-hmm. kind of uh, so so anyways that's coming um we've got the journey through Star Wars uh, like I said next month we're doing Attack of the Clones uh, there on on Patreon and then uh, we are also starting next month in July the musings so we've got some musings where we just kind of talk about theories and i am actually doing a deep dive into the legend series legacy of the force so if you're interested in that i'm going to be doing videos and i'm going to be doing um some just audio podcast where i kind of talk about that and maybe how some of it could be influencing or or they've pulled elements of it into our story you know here in the sequels or maybe just uh going going past the sequels what we could see so some pretty cool pretty cool stuff there so stay tuned for that. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, we want to thank you for hanging out in hyperspace. In our next episode, we will be discussing your transmissions. If you guys have any thoughts on the Mandalorian TV show, which we uh, I think have asked yeah, about we, a couple of times at this point, and we haven't, we keep skipping over it, but we'll get to well, it. We just we run out of time. We we always run out of time. Out, I, I want to talk time, about it. So. I I'm, mm-hmm. I'll just say this really quick. Let, let, let me just throw. Let me just. I know we're in the outro throw, throw here, it out and, there. and I'm and I'm, I'm break. I'm breaking out of the breaking. You're out breaking of the form. Here, but go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm excited for it. Yeah. The more I I think about it, I really like Pedro Pascal. I really yeah. liked him in Narcos. I liked him uh, for his one season in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, so I think it'll be cool. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm 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 excited for it. Let us know. Are you guys excited for it? Do you think? A Star Wars TV show is worth you getting this entire Disney streaming app. Ooh, yeah, let us know. There's the there's the real question. Are you just yeah, going to steal it from your brother like I do? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> let us let us oh, know. So God, all right. Well, be, yeah. be sure to send those our way. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a transmission at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com. We will see you in a week, and remember that traveling through hyperspace ain't like dust in the crops. I'm out of it for a little while. Everyone gets delusions of grandeur. So, 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 so. I'm feeling like a star. You can't stop my shine. I'm loving Cal City. My head's in the sky. I'm solo. I'm on solo. I'm on solo. I'm on solo, solo. Yeah, I'm feeling good tonight. Finally feeling free and it feels so right. Oh, time to do the things I like. Gonna see a princess, everything's alright, oh No job but an answer to Ain't a fixture in the palace zoo, no And since the carbonite's off me I'm living life now that I'm free, yeah Told me get myself together Now I got myself together Now I made it through the weather Better days are gonna get better I'm so happy the carbonite is gone I'm moving on I'm so happy that it's all now the pain is
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from Ad force it's easy to install durable against the elements and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through may 5th and check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on menards.com save 